Hello and welcome to the PFFA pod. I'm your host, Kyle McLowry, and I'm here today with Lisa Knight and Sophia Onstead. Is it Onstad or Onstead? Onstead, I think. Onstead, okay. <laughs> I always say Onstead. Anyway, so we're going to be talking today about uh, the fire camp. Um, before we do that, I want to do a couple things real quick. And the first one is just um, kind of for me, but for the podcast, is to do a little better job at introductions. So when I go back and edit these, I'm frequently thinking, man, I should do a better job introducing the guests. And I always go under the assumption that everybody knows everybody. So it's probably not a good assumption. So if you could just give people a quick background about yourself and your you know, history with PFFA and with the Bureau, that'd be a great place to start. Lisa, is that all? Sure. Uh, so yeah, firefighter Lisa Knight. I work at 14s, mm-hmm. uh, worked at 8s for a little while before that. I've been out at training, which is basically how this camp started. <laughs> uh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, uh, and we'll go into that in a little okay. bit. But, okay. um, yeah. So how long have you been in? Uh, t- just celebrated 20 years in March. Nice. Yep. And the lion's share of that's been at 14s, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, since uh, 09. Man, okay. Yeah, summer of 09, I got to 14s and... It's been bliss ever since. Ever since. <laughs> There's been a bunch of change there, though, lately, yeah. hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Gagnon you, left to your go big, Your crew go sort of out broke up. Yeah. <laughs> to training, uh-huh. uh, which he's going to do a great job. Of course. Um, and then we've got uh, Mike uh, Herman uh-huh. as our new officer. Uh-huh. Uh, Todd Weber came over when nice. Altig left a couple years ago, and then he Has got Has it been promoted. a couple years already? Yeah, I think uh, three. It's three years this summer. Man, yeah. time is so weird. I know. It yeah. feels like yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, A-shift usually changes because people promote, but right. B-shift and C-shift stay the same, and, <laughs> and I stay the same as the old dinosaur. <laughs> Someone's got to hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> I have no desire to have any more responsibility than I need to. <laughs> Check. I'm with, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sophia. Hi, I'm Sophia. You might know me as the yoga girl. Mm-hmm. That's how most people <laughs> uh, probably recognize you. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully you're doing my videos. We got some new ones out that are really awesome. Mm-hmm. I Thanks. just got my first hard spot at 18's right, B-Shift. Right, Congratulations. Thank you. Yep. Uh, hitting my five-year top step firefighter in July. So, mm-hmm. uh, yep. It's been a wild ride. Super happy to be here and loving my crew at 18's. Five years already. Yep. Okay, like I said, time is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so before we jump into the other thing, I said there's two things. The second thing I wanted to do is to thank Lisa for calling me, saying, hey, let's do a podcast. I, I say all the time that meetings and that pod, and ends a podcast sometimes, if anybody out there wants to talk about something, it doesn't have to be specific union-related, but just membership-related or just something happening in the Bureau, um, give me a call. So thank you for spearheading this. Um, Thank you for accepting. Of course. Uh, I don't know a ton about the fire camp, so I'm going to learn today and um, hopefully ask some reasonable questions. But I'll kind of turn it over to you and we'll see see where it goes. So uh, first things first is I I like to toast uh, Mm. to our brother, Jerry Richardson, every once in a while. If you guys haven't picked up uh, some Westward whiskey, please do. Mm. So cheers cheers to Jerry. Cheers. All right, it's five o'clock somewhere. We should start every podcast that way. That's just going to be a new tradition. I love it. Yeah, I think we should. Um, So anyways, fire camp started uh, that summer of 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was basically, at the time, Division Chief Scott Fisher was the training chief out there. I think that was 
what his position was. Yeah. Uh, he called Irene Concepcion Sestrick mm-hmm. and I into his office because we were both out there as trainers. Uh-huh. And gave us this really big, thick book and said, here, make this camp. And we kind of looked at each huh. other like, what are you talking about? What is this camp blaze? Uh-huh. Uh, and so kind of spearheaded it from there. Camp Blaze is a full week. It's up in North Bend out of Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh, they started it kind of in, two, uh, sorry, 1999. Uh-huh. Uh, and they've been doing it ever since, and they do it every other year. Um, okay. I think it was 2003 is when they started doing it every other year. So <clears throat> they get women uh, firefighters from all over the country to come out, do that whole week of training. They uh-huh. get to do like live burns. Um, if, if you've never been to their facility in North Bend, it is incredible. Uh, they have stuff for airplane uh-huh. or like air, air, uh, airport firefighting. Right um, yeah, yeah. They've got they've got tons of stuff. It's just a phenomenal facility because it's where Washington State sends all of their firefighters, I believe. For so what training. was uh, what was Chief Fisher's association with it? Honestly, that part I never got. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, all I know is he he saw a need and wanted us to start this camp to mm-hmm. kind of get women more interested in being a firefighter. Cool. Um, in a more male dominated profession. Yeah. And so we took it and we ran with it and we knew we couldn't do a whole week because our facilities just doesn't allow that. Right. And, right. and cause right. up in North Bend, you, you are staying in the dorms. They have dorms. You're in the middle of nowhere. Um, the girls can't leave <laughs> to right. go party. Audience. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so we thought a three day camp would be perfect. A Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it also was because we didn't want it to um, overlap with TAC because we knew we'd be, you know have TAC open. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that first year, it was pretty rough not really knowing what we were doing, but everything came together. We had tons of support from all across the, the, the fire bureau, um, but we only had 14 young women show mm-hmm. up that first year. Mm-hmm. I think 16 said yes and 14 showed up. Uh-huh. Uh, and it ended up being an amazing camp. And so then we created a board of directors for that following year, uh, which was um, Steph Adams, Christine Pizzullo, Irene Concepcion mm-hmm. Sesterick, and mm-hmm. Liz Thompson and myself. All folks who are still working at the camp. Uh, yeah, in some capacity. They're some capacity. not all um, still on the board, okay. um, but they help out when they can um, mm-hmm. at camp and whatnot. And yeah, over the years, we've changed uh, the board a, a few times because uh-huh. it is a lot of work. And so Emily McCoy, uh, Estes, I think is her new name. Okay. I'm okay, hoping yeah. I don't screw that up. Yeah. Uh, she was on the board for a little bit. Um who else was there? Did you mention Audrey? Uh, Audrey, Audrey? Oh, Audrey yeah. Tolson. Audrey just left yeah. this year. You took her spot. Uh, no, Hannah TK. Oh, Hannah, yeah. Yeah, nice. so uh, the current board and some new members, Haley Ducats, mm-hmm. myself, Hannah TK, uh, Christina Dizon, Dia Gitamu. Again, sorry if I butchered your name. And then Tara is our fearless oh, yeah. leader. Yep. Uh-huh. So it's changed... In a good way. Uh, yeah, some, some of us old blood. dogs, yeah, are just in support roles now, right. and um, the younger generation is taking over, which is great. You like to see things it, like it's that. It's the way it's way it needs to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, we're grateful for all the work you've done and set us <laughs> up for success, and you know now we can help it grow in the direction that yeah. it needs to. Yeah, yeah, keep evolving. Are there any women that are currently Portland firefighters that came through camp? Yes. Uh, well, Kaylee Colin. Uh huh. She was our first. Uh Um, And then Hannah 
TK came out as a support role with Title IX uh, a few years ago. I don't I don't remember how many yeah. years ago. A mm-hmm. few years ago, and was like, oh my god, this is amazing. So she took our test and got hired. Nice. And then Christina Dizon or Dizon, I'm probably screwing that up as well. We should just have disclaimer <laughs> from, from here forward. I'm really forgive bad us. with for any names. Forgive us. I messed up so few years. We're off the bat. So it's yeah, okay. she's right in front of me. So everybody else. Okay. Yeah, I always screw up names. Yeah. Uh, she, her sisters actually came through fire camp, and she was like, "Oh my god, you guys had such an amazing time!" And then she ended up uh, taking our test as well and getting hired. So Sweet. those three mm-hmm. out of nine in the last seven years, I think, mm-hmm. of the women that we've hired mm-hmm. out of nine in the last seven years, three of them, uh, came, it was a direct correlation with fire camp. I have to just circle back on this. Are you saying there's only been nine women hired in the last seven years? Uh, yes, I believe so. <laughs> huh. Yeah. That seems low to me. I should I, say yeah. retain, retained. Hired okay. and retained. Okay. Because I think yeah, we've those, hired more, but they might not have gotten through. And a couple of years ago, Portland <clears throat> had the highest national average of female firefighters, which was 7%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think LA has surpassed us. They've done a lot mm-hmm. to encourage hiring of females. But, yeah. um, and Tacoma, I think, also has okay. a higher percentage of women. Yeah, but yeah, the numbers are still pretty low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know 4% that. 4% nationally. So. Uh-huh. Do you um, know what we're at? Are we still at 7 or no? I think Do, we're close to close it. Close to it, okay. Yeah. We're getting getting off on a yeah. tangent. <laughs> that, that'll happen. Um, okay, um, so I, yeah, I, good retention rates from fire camps. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. bounce around a little bit. We can change yeah. the order here. Did you ever get any? Um, I don't know mentorship from the Blaze Camp, the folks up there. Yes. So that first year, because we had our camp, I think I, I believe it was in July. Their camp wasn't until August. Uh, we had our camp first and then we went up and talked to them but I had been emailing with um, the head people quite a bit and they gave us so much information it was phenomenal but it was it was a little it was nice to go up and actually see how they did it to just see like did we actually do things right (laughs) and what can we kind of improve on kind of a thing they probably already have a pretty established infrastructure and a funding source and everything yes yeah Yeah. they fundraise every year um, and yeah, it's all volunteer. All, all the women mm-hmm. come from other departments around the country uh, and volunteer their time. So it's is it's that, pretty special. That's the same here as well? It's all volunteer or no? Except we, for Portland Fire. So legalities, mm-hmm. our lawyer will not allow us to work in that capacity on our training grounds without getting paid. Oh. In case you so, were hurt yeah, on right. the job. Because we begged and pleaded that very first year, just right. let us be volunteers. Right. Let us be volunteers, right. and they said no. And we've asked multiple times. and It's still the case. Still yeah. the case. So uh, women come from other bureaus across the country mm-hmm. and to be at our camp, too. And a lot of them are volunteers. I think yeah. some departments will pay to send people, especially if they're mm-hmm. trying to create their own fire camp. So somebody comes from Twalton Valley, they can volunteer. Yep. Yep. But they're still covered under the city's insurance? Not ours. Uh, no. They sign hold harmless waivers. Okay. Okay. But their yeah. department pays for them to be here. Got it. Okay. Uh, I know Twalton Valley does. I think L- L.A. City... There was a couple gals from down there. They mm-hmm. got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Tacoma maybe as well. I know that they're sending, mm-hmm. I think, three three more um, counselors this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we have pretty much the whole West Coast. People come 
and want to come to our camp mm-hmm. uh, and volunteer. But also the flip side of it is we started something so amazing of a three-day camp. It was the first one of its kind. Other departments, I think up to maybe 50 now across the country are now doing our three-day camp because they everybody recognizes you cannot do a whole week like Camp Blaze. It's just too right. much. Yeah, three yeah. days is exhausting. Yeah. So yeah. in three days, yes, yeah, it's so exhausting. For, for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And so um, we've been able to help other departments mm-hmm. uh, build out their camps and, and nice. get, give them the resources that we got when we first started out with um, Camp Blaze. So. Nice. Yeah, and I think that's something that like I'm really proud of as a Portland firefighter that you know this is something that we've helped create and given this template to many other departments and helped create this culture of that's girls' great. fire camps across the country. That's great. Yep. So we are now 13 years in from a first summer of 14 campers. Where where is the camp out now, or what's sort of the update? Uh, I think I you know I haven't seen the numbers for this year, but we're expecting hopefully a roughly forty. I think mm-hmm. that's usually our number. Uh, and we, we do get. yeah we do one at our drill grounds, and then uh, TVFNR does one as well with the same roughly the same amount of campers. And, oh really? Yeah, and we work in conjunction with them, so their their board members come to our meetings, and you know we help distribute flyers together and um, mm-hmm. a lot of the counselors yeah. will go to both camps if they can nice it was a way for us to have two camps in the area um, and they're both called Portland Metro Fire Camp mm-hmm. but one's at Portland and one's in Twelfth Valley so it gave more opportunities um, because mm-hmm. it's the summer and <laughs> some right. kids are like oh I'm on vacation this week sure. but oh I can come that next sure. week yeah kind of a yeah. thing so it's and, also been a cool way to collaborate with tvfnr and build mm-hmm. relationships yeah. over there and nice. like when we're getting our equipment together last summer i was the one going over to their drill gowns and digging through trying to find all the small boots and turnout pants and right. so we kind of are able to collaborate in that way which is really nice are you overlapping gear with the cadet program yeah, yeah. we use all that yeah <sighs> the no longer cadet program yeah, yeah. we yeah. use some of the tech stuff too and yeah anything yeah. we can get our hands on that fits mm-hmm yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was great having the cadet program and we really hope it comes back cuz that was another resource that we could, you know, give these young women and say, "Hey, are you still interested? You're 16. Yeah. You're in high school. Yeah. Awesome. Go to this." There was quite a few uh young women that came through the cadet program that started at the fire camp. Yeah. Yeah, it's a that's not happening anymore. I don't know exactly what happened there, but hopefully that's, we that, get that's, back. That's for another podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the things you want the membership to know about the fire camp? Well, uh, it's happening this year. <laughs> it July is happening. through 10th. Uh, and then the 1210 one is July 15th through 17th. And it's open to young women ages 16 to 22. And they get hands-on experience doing everything we do. They get to throw ladders and cut up cars. Nice. Dude, we're doing bailout bags this year. We have a fitness component. Jess Cohn is coming out and going to do some strength training. Awesome. Host also, handling skills. Yep. Yep. Have mm-hmm. some a lot of fun out there too. Uh, we bring in a lot of different presenters. We work mm-hmm. on interview skills. Um, just different women from the community come out and talk about a variety of things. Um, non traditional female careers. So they mm-hmm. get exposed to a lot mm-hmm. of uh, different opinions and experiences and Yep. Uh, yeah, and it's we're doing shorter days this year, I think, and a lot of it does have to do with the budget and there's not a lot of money that goes into this and we get by on a pretty bare bones budget. Let's talk about the budget for a moment. 
And this is just, I, yeah. I don't know anything about it. So We it's, are it's, not immune to budget cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Where is, where, if you're looking at your budget, the pie chart of your budget, what's the biggest piece of that pie? Where is it coming from? Basically, the only money that the Bureau pays for is our overtime. Okay. So the budget is strictly for our overtime since we cannot volunteer. And that's for about six to eight people. It used to be a lot more. Yeah. Um, and over the years... It used to be, I think, up to 20, we'd have 20 people show up. And that was per day. Uh-huh. And it was maybe different people. Because some people can only work on their their shift days. So then we would detail people, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. Which is increasingly <clears throat> more difficult. Yeah. So let's say, for example, this summer. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. there's going to be, again, pro- projected. I don't want to say <laughs> for sure, but projected mm-hmm. mandatory all yeah. time. So that I can understand that being somewhat of an issue this yeah. year, but in last year, the years prior, maybe not so much. Not, so, not as much, no. And we don't want to be the reason for a mandatory as well. Oh, no, yeah. I, so yeah. there's that. Understood. Um, I know there's also a food component a little bit because the union's do they still come and cook a, yeah. a meal? Yeah. Okay. They do a barbecue the yeah. last day, which is always super fun. Yeah. And yeah. anyone who wants to come be involved in that, I encourage you. Um, yep. The Chiefs Union comes out as well oh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we they, have some yeah. food donated as well. Yeah. I know one of our firefighters is donating a meal this year. Uh, cap. Cap. I think it was Cap. Uh, Thanks, from No Hose. He's going to have No Hose uh, do a meal, I Shout believe. Out. Shout out to Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Thank um, you. <laughs> Okay, so it's really, really. I mean, if you wanted to start building up, um, I can't think of the right word, a cache of equipment, yeah, it's going to be hard to do with the current, the yeah. budget structure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that does take a lot of time every year, getting everything together and getting props made, and that's um, something that we would like to invite our membership to really become involved in, you know, like Mm -hmm. if, if you have time or energy or you believe in this mission, like we would love to have any sort of logistical support out there. You know, we keep the counselors and the instructors female, and that's mainly just to show the girls that there are females out there doing this job and have that be front and center. And Mm -hmm. they've probably never seen that before. And so we feel that it's pretty important to keep that. And there's something really fun about having an opportunity where girls can just be together and be focused on the job at hand. Um, but yeah, we really would love to see our membership get more involved. And there's lots of ways to do that. And without putting you too much on the spot, yeah, are there can anything come to mind like the ways that would be there's inter, inter, infrastructure help that could be maybe done ahead of time. You talk yeah. about building prop building. Yeah, prop building, um, any logistics, like even lesson plans. You know, I know Robbie Hendricks is helping us right now mm-hmm. with our bailout bags. And uh, ones comes out every year and lowers someone down mm-hmm. from the tower. And that's always really fun. Um, and Sean Christensen yeah. has done the uh, hazmat stuff. Uh, he actually did. Um, Fire extinguishers. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. he's really good at it. Yeah, but, yeah fundraising, <laughs> obviously. We're, we now have the union as our umbrella for 501c3 mm-hmm. status, so mm-hmm. we're able to get donations, mm-hmm. tax deductible, which is awesome. So if anyone wants to donate themselves to a really good cause um, or help us with fundraising, building a cash for seeking donations from people like Danner to try to get some small boots and things that we can nice. use on the drill ground. Totally random, but is would the charitable fund be able to push put any money that? Towards I believe you? that was who we 
got the money okay. from, yeah. okay. I think, this year. Okay. Yeah, so this uh, year we have yeah. asked for $5,000 from mm-hmm. the union as a sponsorship, and yeah. that's going to go towards building a cache of some of our own equipment. So it is really hard to find, even with all our tech turnouts and everything, uniforms that mm-hmm. fit the girls. And we spend a lot of time throughout the weekend just like with uniform issues, like, okay, these boots actually are way too big, and oh, right. these pants are right. falling off. So That's no fun to yeah, put a whole so. day in boots that are too <laughs> <Yeah>. big. <laughs> so we would like to just start building our own equipment. We'd love to have our own Homatro set. I know like certain mm-hmm. things are just kind of hard for us to track down every year, or maybe some years. Right. You know, it's easier to get than others. Right. So it'd be nice just to know we had that. And then we could also lend that equipment out to other fire camps, and totally. we can help support... So that Others. July time, is there there's not going to be any tack going on during that? There will be, but will since be. it's Friday through Sunday, yeah, that's I'm that's the main me. reason I'm why we do it. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean to also talk about ways that our membership can help um, support us is if you do have connections in any local company such as Danner or Keen or Mm -hmm. Columbia or Nike or Mm -hmm. Adidas. I mean, there's so many um, that are willing to, one, either give us money so we can go buy the things that we need or to support it, you know, give us the the boots, you know, from Danner or Keen Mm because it has to be steel-toed boots because we're on the training ground and stuff like that. Um, We would really appreciate anybody that has connections uh, in that aspect Okay. Um, to reach out to us also. There, there's many support ways, there, there's many ways that they can support us mm-hmm. and that is definitely one of them. Great, and this brings me back around, I know we've talked about it at the beginning. For some folks out there who, who may hear this and may want some more information, probably the folks on the board of trustees would be the people to talk to, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Um, can you just run through those names again real quick if you have them at the top of your head? Tara. I'm just going to go first names. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Haley, most people know us yeah, by yeah. first names. Um, Christina, Dia, Hannah, okay. Lisa. Yeah, and then okay. our, our email address is portlandmetrofirecamp okay. at gmail.com. But I think, I think like if anybody's traveling around or you're doing, anyone's doing this yeah, call, call ships, yeah, talk, talk to these yeah. folks about it. Get some you know, first-hand yeah, information. We want to be inclusive and we want allies amongst us. And that's the best yeah. way for us to get information around, yeah. I think. Yeah, the yeah. conversations are, I, I love having conversations about fire camp mm-hmm. because I think it's, there's an educational piece to it, just like anything mm-hmm. that we do is, I think the more that you know, the more informed you are, the less you are going to have a negative reaction right. <laughs> right. to what whoever is doing whatever. Yes, and yeah. f- there's never really a, a bad side of getting more information, Yeah. full stop. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a story to tell. Oh, um, story time. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so just part of the reason that we do this camp is exposing young women to jobs that they wouldn't traditionally maybe find out about or mm-hmm. that wouldn't be pushed into. Like my father is in the plumbing and heating business, but mm-hmm. he never thought to encourage me down that road or to the trades. And yeah. it wasn't until way later in life. I was like 28, I believe. I was a personal trainer, and I was like, you know what? I want a career. This doesn't feel like it's gonna last forever. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted something a little more security, and I found the Oregon Tradeswoman Program, which is very akin to what we do. Just empowering, yeah. educating, yeah. providing opportunities for young women to learn about the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it weren't for going through something similar to this camp, 
I probably wouldn't be here today. Right. And so I'm super grateful and that's a big part of why I love being on this board and mm-hmm. love the mission is like, I wouldn't have this job. I wouldn't know about this amazing job and mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. Uh, if I wouldn't have had that experience of going through that program. Right. So how how are you outreaching to your campers? We do a lot um, through social media now. Of course, and of yeah, course. Yeah. Super grateful mm-hmm. to Greg and James who do a lot of that and have helped make videos and mm-hmm. you know just get the word out on social media. Uh, we do a lot through Portland Public Schools, distributing flyers, talking to the athletic directors and mm-hmm. the counselors. And you know it's all been a little bit more challenging during COVID and we're kind of just trying to ramp back up. We shut down for two years, was it? Uh, yeah. 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 So even, you know, the school counselors haven't been able to do the things they used to do for career days mm-hmm. and all that. But We're back. We'd had a little technical issue. Um, so I'm just going to turn the mic back to Lisa. And you can just yeah. fill us in real quick on what you're about to read. So uh, Twalden Valley, like we've said, um, has their own uh, board of directors. Uh, and Julie is one of uh, the women... Julie Ellenson, uh, she's a chief over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote up a quick little uh, paragraph of her thoughts. So cool. I'll just read okay. that real quick. All right. Uh, she says, the one thing I think about often is the amazing opportunities we have in our co- occupation to show up for the people. The camp isn't so much about the tangible numbers of women hired as a result of their camp experience. It's also about the intangibles and other avenues to reach and serve our communities. Just like Portland Fire is doing with chat, focusing on one segment of our customers. It also, it adds so much value to young women's self-esteem. It empowers them, gives a vision of possibilities of self and service, creates experiences otherwise unattainable. I don't like thinking of it as a girl thing. It is helping a segment of the population that doesn't get the same equitable societal approval to do and be who they want. This includes parents who sometimes are the worst offenders of instilling gender stereotypes and don't create opportunities similar to that of the male child. Anyways, I could go on, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, and that, that does resonate a little bit with me is I, I was lucky. My dad, he's a woodworker. Mm-hmm. He's in the trades, right? Uh, because he didn't have sons, he had two daughters. He was like, all right, you're in the shop. Let's Nice. Learn how to do stuff. Yep. And, it, and so I was fortunate to have a dad like that mm-hmm. to push me into more male dominated things mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, no, just go chop the your, wood. Yeah. Your confidence. And, yeah. Your, yeah. Yeah. and it made me uh, very confident <laughs> throughout life. But I also think sports had a yeah. role in that. So yeah. I think when we view young women, it's like, no, you can do this. We're going to show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I give all my friends, their daughters or sons, it doesn't matter, but my dad makes these really cool like wood fire engines <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, like race cars and tractors and all sorts of stuff out of wood, all wood. And I always give that regardless of the gender of the child that's born. <laughs> it's mm. like, no, you play with this fire truck. Yeah. Play, play with yeah. this road roadster. Like uh-huh. have fun with it. Enjoy it. If that's what you want to do, do it. I'm not going to tell anybody or squash anybody's dream to do anything. And if we can give them the opportunities to learn in an environment that feels safe and mm-hmm. inclusive, mm-hmm. I think that's just so powerful. So Yeah. And there are really specific needs for this age group and um, you know, and this gender. Like it's for the same reason that, you know, on a soccer team we they're not co ed usually at this age, right? Like people have different no. needs. There's yeah. different skill sets that need to be 
taught and then you know the focus that can happen when you're in an all female or an all male mm-hmm. environment as part of it like i know lisa's had experiences with you know there's this cultural idea that like firemen are super cute and so when the <laughs> girls hear about that you know they get distracted on the drill grounds and mm. i think there is something to be said for the focus and the bonding that happens yeah. in that all girl environment yeah because mm-hmm. I, I like i've done burn camp for burn survivors mm-hmm. for 10 years and I've always worked with the teenage girls, the 14 to 18 year olds. And I see, I have seen it for 10 years, Mm -hmm. how they act differently around the male counselors than they do the female counselors. It's just a different dynamic. And I think if, if we're able to look past certain other things like that, that's something that we need to understand that people learn differently Mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily a gender thing either, but everybody learns differently and you have to, come to their level you have Mm -hmm. to figure out what is the best way to teach you something that you're going to retain it and and learn from it Mm -hmm. instead of just like well this is how we do it we're just going to go with the way that it's always been and i think that's the same for out at training right out at tech everybody learns differently and i think it goes the same with the women's camp there there is a reason why we have pretty much all women counselors is because we want them to see us as women do this job and mm-hmm. and the men that we have come out because we've always had men at camp mm-hmm. regardless of whether it's ones coming out for the day or sean christensen mm-hmm. teaching uh, extinguishers and they can see that we interact with them in this positive role but they are more of the on the support side which is what we want and what we need from our male counterparts specifically for this camp because we want the young women to feel safe and being in an environment where they are learning um, how to do things that they're not going to be like, oh, I, I don't want to screw up in front of the this guy, or right. I don't want to, I don't want to look weak for the, you know, this camp counselor. But with women, it, there's a little bit more give, I guess, to okay. it. Like, uh, and I'm not, and that sounds kind of negative. It's kind well, of, it's just different. And I don't know how to phrase that in okay. a way that makes sense, I guess. I, I think you've done a pretty good job of sort of, explain, <laughs> of explaining it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a sense of it. So it's a recognition that there is potentially, let's just for lack of having a better way of explaining a, a different vibe yeah. on the drill grounds, whether it's all women instructors or maybe having a few male instructors on the drill grounds, um, for, this, for this specific example. And that's and acknowledging that difference is a big part of what you're doing, even though you recognize should anybody decide to go into this field, you're going to be in a field where you're in a male-dominated workforce. Absolutely. So this this particular experience is not preparing you for that. Right. Because that is going to be... It's giving you the confidence to get yourself This is the reality. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of the job. This Mm -hmm. is somewhat divorced from that reality, but it's giving you some of the foundations, giving one some of the foundations to help you succeed yeah. should you take, go down that path. Right. Yeah, because yeah. we want um, good female firefighters out there. Yeah, And I think it needs to be said, you're not saying that any specific or any in general male uh, instructors out there would be intimidating, would be um, bad bad experiences. I mean, that's no, not the no, point. No, no we're not know. saying that, no. For the most part, that all most of... Can I say us? Us? Yeah. Most of the male firefighters do a great job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, I think you. I think I don't think there's any real uh, disagreement with that. Right. Yeah. It's just not 
the vibe you're looking for. Yeah, and, I, and the vibe is a terrible word, but it works for me. I'm mean, a musician. It's a great, I mean, word. It's a great yeah. word. Yeah. There's yeah. also like specific physical things we need to work with as women, right? We are like generally a little bit shorter, maybe slightly less upper body strength, so we have to learn how to do things differently. And mm-hmm. when you have a female that's able to, you know, give you that knowledge of how to do that like I had Amy Rooney as my trainer and like Mm -hmm. the first time she showed me how to throw a ladder like you know where that tip over point is on the roof or it was just Mm -hmm. like oh it all made sense where it was like a male might not have thought of that about that he's like he's taller he just has more upper body strength like so we have to learn how to finesse things a little bit more and Mm -hmm. that's a nice thing that we can transfer to the campers and I imagine maybe I'm wrong you do actually verbalize these things to the campers like it's not like this is just some sort of secret thing you hold back it's like this is we're doing these things differently maybe a little bit and you may not have the same experience should you go further down this field but this is some just some building blocks yeah yeah Yeah, just showing them the options you know like we really support empowerment of youth and i think that's a big tenant of this you know we want to do something good for the community and we're not trying to disinclude men or boys in fact like it's been on the table since year one that like we would totally support a male counterpart to this program and if there's firefighters out there that are like man i really want to get involved with this and i mm-hmm. think we're ready for that like we have a template we want to help you like we can do this together we've done a lot of the the legwork already so if there's people interested in that like it's not that we're trying to disclude boys we've just chosen to create this camp for girls and a lot of us are people who mm-hmm. you know benefited from stuff like this and we want to give back i don't want to go too far down this road but do you think <laughs> Do you think the, the the counterpart would be an all male version of this? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't uh, see why not. Like separate. It's been separate brought up. camps, but yeah. you know, the same young boys need empowerment just as much as young girls. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it has been flo- the idea has been floated since the very first year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you're out there right now and you're like, man, <laughs> I want to do something good right. for the world, and here it is. Yeah. And you want to take on that organizational. Uh, juggernaut of starting a camp yeah it's not easy and it is a lot of work and uh yeah we put a yeah. lot of blood sweat and tears into this camp mm-hmm. and yeah. you know there's yes there is some couple opportunities to get overtime but it's it's hard overtime it's not just being in the station having a chill morning for six <laughs> right. hours it's like right. go 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 yeah um okay. yeah if you've ever worked out at training you would understand the uh intensity of being a counselor at this camp because yeah. it's it's very similar yeah. so tonight full on yeah okay so if you don't mind we like to read a couple comments and uh paragraphs from some past campers if that works please yeah and we have had some um some of our uh firefighters in the bureau have had their daughters come through our mm-hmm. camp um mm-hmm. only one got back to me <laughs> <laughs> which is fine uh and it was olivia gagnon so erin okay. gagnon's uh, daughter she said portland metro fire camp was an incredible opportunity to meet and connect with other women who share interest in firefighting we were all given the chance to meet and work with incredibly strong women and it showed us how possible it can be for us to enter such a male dominated field The overall experience was empowering and gave many of us the confidence to pursue firefighting as a career. Perfect. Um, We also just have some other, like we have them fill out comments sheet and Mm -hmm. a survey of camp at the end. And we're just going to go back and forth here with some of the fun comments that we got. Uh, One of them said, these were probably the best three days of my life. Bam. 
Yeah. Uh, another one, I am more inclined in this career path that I have already signed up for EMT classes and will start training for the CPAT. Nice. I just want all the firefighters and counselors and everyone to know that I'm leaving here so inspired and I feel ready for anything because of you all. Uh, another one, I had a great time at this camp and learned so much about myself in camp. I will never forget this experience. I learned that I'm capable of way more than I thought I was. Uh, camp it really is perfect, great atmosphere and values, no drama. Everyone encourages and works so hard. Sad it ended so soon. It was really what I needed. I loved getting to know all of these badass women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned how to use my body to, oh, let's see, it's writing. Okay. I learned how to use my body to my best female advantage. Thunder thighs. <laughs> this this training and experience has been amazing. Was that was that in quotes and like quotes? Uh-huh, it totally was. Yeah. We always say th- thigh. What is it? Big thighs. Thighs save lives. <laughs> um, what did you enjoy about fire camp? Getting out of my comfort zone, being confident in who I am. Right on. Yeah. Right on. So that's just some comments from some of the young women who have come through camp. Uh, and it's almost always a very positive experience. And the cool thing about it is they're not just also looking for a fire service mm-hmm. career. They're, some people are like, you know, I, I realized I don't really like doing this aspect, but I want to be a, a paramedic. Or uh-huh. this gave me the confidence to pursue my career of being a doctor mm-hmm. or a lawyer or a veterinarian. Like we've had multiple people say that mm-hmm. um, throughout the years. It's just it gave them the confidence that they were lacking Mm -hmm. from whether it be home life or school life or society, whatever it is. And it, it allowed them to be part of something bigger than them to give them that boost to be like, Oh, you want to go do this? Cool. If you need help with that down the road, you know, reach back out to us, which we do have that, you know, people do contact us and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, can I use you for a reference? Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of mentorship, um, along with just, it's not just like, Hey, we had fun for three days. See you right, later. Right. <laughs> and never talk to them again. Uh, we do try to stay in contact. And I'm sure it's work. It's hard yeah. work. Like you oh, do yeah. the work, you can be successful. They are worked by the end of the day. Yeah. But yeah, they get to see, you know, they get to do things that maybe they didn't thought, think they were capable of. Mm-hmm. And I think that transfers on to everything else in life. Perfect. Like just that self-efficacy. Good life lessons. Yep. Mm-hmm teach them work ethic and mm-hmm. all of that good stuff that we all hope that we all have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you both. Um, I learned a ton. And before we end it, I'll just give you both a second to think if there's anything you missed or any last closing words, or if not, we can just wrap it up. Feeling like that's um, Yeah. Well, thank you for having us, course, Kyle. And um, I think I would just like to say that there's so many things that divide our membership and our community. And I feel like Fire Camp is just a really good example of something that I hope that we can all believe in and get behind and something that can bring us together and realize that this is good for everyone. And we're really lucky to have the resources we do to be able to offer this for free to mm-hmm. a lot of young women that probably couldn't pay for a camp and you know are already working after school and you know, we're really trying to to get this camp out there to 
underprivileged and at-risk youth, which, you know, in some way all youth are at risk. But, um, yeah, I just, I really believe in this, and I hope that you do too. Sounds like a great way to end. Yeah, I agree with everything Sophia just said because <laughs> she says it so Copy much more that. eloquently. <laughs> I'm just proud of myself for not dropping an F-bomb. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed myself. But yeah, I was hoping well it was going to be a you lot know, of bleep. Maybe after the whiskey shot, I was thinking like, oh, let's just do this. <laughs> but no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us and uh, giving us a platform to kind of share with the membership what we do and why we do it. Yeah. And please, if you want to be involved, uh, send us an email at portlandmetrofirecamp at gmail.com. Or if you know any of us, text us, call us at our stations. Um, we would love to hear from people and hear ideas. Uh, we're always open to ideas. We are not closed mm-hmm. to really anything. We mm-hmm. just, I think that there's been some weird stuff about fire camp over the years. And I hope that this helps people understand what it is, why it is, and that they support it. So please, if you support it, let us know. Give us some feedback. Uh, we're open ears and yep. open minds. So, Great. Thanks. All right. Bye.